my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hey ladies, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I'm so happy that you are joining me. So this episode is going to be a little bit different than my normal episodes. Um, instead of it being one that offers, okay, these are things to look out for and here are some tools and things like that. This episode is going to be mostly reflections of my feelings post-election. I'm going to be revisiting something that I talked about in the episode title, Overcoming Our Unavailable Relationship with Whiteness, and just what that has to do with um, my experience and my watching what happened with the election and with some relationships with people who I thought were allies um, around the time of the election. So with that said, I want you to just know for those of you who clicked on this saying, oh my gosh, I've been struggling with a lot of things regarding racial trauma post-election, that this episode is not going to be all-encompassing. Um, there are a lot of different elements of how trauma has been affecting us the last four years, as far as the onslaught onslaught of tragedies and traumas, um, distrust from the government, um, the heavy weight of being a person of color um, that I'm not getting into this episode. However, I was I almost didn't post this episode actually y'all, which is why if you're picking this up mid like real time, it's coming out around midday on Wednesday versus, um, like 1am on Tuesday mornings, which is when I typically like to post it. And I almost didn't post it. Cause I was like, Oh, Oh, do I really want to talk about this? Is this really the right platform? Um, I know I needed to share it, but is this the right thing? But then I saw, um, Dr. Joy, um, from therapy for black girls, um, had a round table talking about post-election, um, reflections and processing trauma. And that episode is up now. Um, it'll be up whenever you listen to this in the future. They did an amazing job talking about this issue holistically. Um, but I just want you to know that this is about feeling frustrated with white, white allies or people who say that they were white allies. Um, and hopefully giving voice to some frustration that maybe, maybe some of, some of you have felt as well. So that is my very long intro <laughs> to this week's episode. I hope that, again, you find it helpful. And let's go ahead and jump on in. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 
Hello, ladies, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope that this episode finds you well, finds you thriving, finds you looking for happiness and grabbing onto it. And in case you need some support with that, I hope that this episode brings you a little closer there. So this episode um, is one of my ones that was not expected. Um, when it came to recording for this week, I've actually had a little bit of trouble, which is why if you're listening to this real time, it's not coming out on Tuesday, like it usually does. It's coming out on a Wednesday. Um, because the topics that I wanted to talk about, I just didn't have the energy to do so. And the reason why that was, is because last week was the United States election. Um, and so it has been a doozy, um, watching the up and down of how it started off. And then of course, where it currently is now with president elect Joe Biden and vice president elect Kamala Harris. There's a lot of celebration. Um, Trump is doing what he does. Um, <laughs> saying that the votes don't count when really it's a certain group of votes don't count. Um, but the other ones they're okay with. Um, but Watching this election has been interesting for a lot of reasons. And so there has been so much celebration, um, especially with the appointment of Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, which for sure is so awesome. You know, this is the second time in a row that I have personally voted for a black woman. When, a, when Barack was first running for president, what actually made me vote for him was Michelle. From day one, I was like, if this woman is here, if she is by his side, if she is the one speaking and his advisor and, um, you know, helping to lead us, then we're going to be all right. So I voted more for Michelle <laughs> than Barack in the first election. Um, and similarly for this election as well. You know, we, we all have our different varying opinions about the candidates, um, but seeing that Kamala was going to be supporting Joe, um, president like Biden, like I know him <laughs> and, you know, me and Joe, we go way back. Um, but knowing that she was going to be there, um, I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll get on board for this one as well. Um, so that's been great, but I have really struggled because in the midst of all the celebration and the reshares, I have been so troubled. I have been actually pretty upset. Um, and I was so upset because I thought in light of the four years of just clear gaslighting, racial trauma, oppression, just constant injustice after injustice. There have been so many things that have happened over this the four years that I had forgotten about them. I had literally, until I saw a news broadcast and probably because um, it hasn't been talked about, but also because it hasn't directly affected my life in, in these last four years. But from the beginning, as far as the Muslim travel ban, um, of course, the children being kept in cages and ripped from their mother's arms and no one at me about that because I actually worked in unaccompanied minor shelters for four years and I was a counselor there. So I know how things are supposed to go and I know what it's like to support 
undocumented children who come in alone and what has been happening is not right at all. And it is different than the norm. It is different than how things were before um, Trump was in office. Um, watching that, watching white supremacist groups get heavy nods and accommodations, watching Native American population, like what happened with the pipeline and um, Trump okaying just sacred land being ripped apart um, for this pipe to go through, like just getting out of the climate deal when literally half of the country is on fire and there are floods in areas when they're not not supposed to be floods is just trauma after trauma, tragedy after tragedy, unhinged moment after unhinged moment. We've all been watching this person and his, his colleagues lie to us, abuse us, um, help one group over another. You know, I thought at one point at the very beginning after 55% of white women voted for Trump and then realized, Oh wait, um, he actually doesn't like women and like showed up in droves at this, um, at the women's marches and all that stuff. Like I, I thought we all had an understanding. And so the night of the election, I've never, not once have I gotten emotional, even the night that Trump won, I was, I actually wasn't surprised I wasn't surprised because I had been watching just the energy around him and I've been watching how the polls at that time weren't really capturing it. I watched how people who I knew who I was like, you're for Trump, were for Trump. And I'm like, they're not, they're not talking about this. So once he was actually elected that night, I actually slept really well because like what I've been worried about happening for a year, like had finally occurred, like totally my trauma response, totally me like, waiting for the shoe to drop, like was, was, um, picked up. And that was 2016, just to be clear, not this election, 2016, I expected Trump to win. No one else did, but I was like, there's energy here. So no emotion when that happened, more relief. Cause at least I knew what was going to happen or I thought I knew what was going to happen. So when I watched the night of the election, all that to say, I've never been emotional, but I was watching the night of the election with my husband and I was watching all these votes come in for Trump that first night and just watching red across the country. I was so, so hurt. I was so hurt. I was so frustrated. I was so disappointed. I felt so betrayed. I felt so betrayed because all I could think of is all these people have watched how every single population group, every single population that's not a straight white man, because even even white women were have been getting laws that have been um, direct um, direct attacks on their their rights. Rich white wealthy. Um, men, by the way, straight men, of course, um, watching what's been happening with trans people in the military. I mean, just like all, all over the board. And I'm like, not only did all of these people vote the exact same way they bought, they brought 6 million more of their friends who were just like, forget y'all. 
We don't care. And we are going to vote and empower on the way that's going to keep us in power as well. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Um, a couple days before, you know, cause I had already done cleansing of my friend group and timeline. And, you know, as much as people, you know, can say, you know, social media isn't real. It, it might not be real, but there are definite, um, norms and practices that we are building around it. Um, unfriending someone is a definite message, right? Um, it is definitely more, um, tangible, and um, meaningful and than it was a few years ago. The symbol has, has meat to it now. It has energy around it. And so a day or so before the election, I watched different people who I thought were allies talk about their support of this administration and him being reelected. And I was like, you literally especially a couple people, you literally were there being one of the main people who was, who were consoling me when I was devastated over recent murders of black people. You've been someone who's been holding space and saying that you, you hear and that you listen. And then for you to vote in this way, I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. And these people were all white women, by the way. And even to the point of where, cause now, now I'm at a crossroads. Now I'm at a crossroads where I'm like, okay, I already cleansed my social group of people who I knew were not down for the cause. Now I have people who have smiled in my face and acted like they were, but they're not. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Am I going to be quick with this unfriend feature? Or am I going to reach out? And, you know, I've thought about all the things that I, I teach here. I think about what I do for a living. I think about what I would tell somebody else to do. And I'm like, what feels best for me is to actually reach out and have a conversation. As much as I've talked about, you know, on this podcast, about breaking our unavailable relationship with whiteness, um, about not trying to get people to change who are more fixed in their position and how they see the world, um, but to focus on what you can change and who are allies and everything. I'm like, these are people who I've considered almost like family. So I reached out to one person and I say pretty much what I've already said so far here in this podcast. I tell them, you know, this has been so it was so hurtful to see you post this because you are someone who I have known to be to be more aware. And this person also happens to be one of my therapist mentors. She is someone who um I know to be an expert in narcissism who has always been super insightful at seeing abusive patterns from the jump. And so I say all this in the message. I say, this is what I've known you to, to, to be aware of, to see. This is what, how you have shown up for me, the things that you have told me before. And so I don't understand how with all of that, you can 
support this person and I need to understand why. And it really was like a genuine, let me know why. Not that my feelings were going to change. Not that I was going to like, be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But like, what? Like, I just, I'm just flabbergasted. Help, Help me understand what's going on. So her response was, thank you so much for reaching out. Your friendship means a lot to me. Would you like to... Let, let's get on, let's talk about this. When can we get on a call? And I'm like, I'm exhausted. I don't want to have a conversation about this. So I tell her, I don't have the energy to have a conversation. And she's like, well, I don't, I'm with family right now. Um, how about next week? Or would you not really want to have a conversation? Um, and I'm like, honestly, I just wanted you to answer my question that I already wrote. (laughs) Like, I just want to know why. And what she has said before, before I wrote that, she has said, well, I, I've had a lot of anxiety about feeling like I couldn't talk about my support for a party I've supported since George Wallace voted against segregation and hurt a lot of people of color. If you don't know who George Wallace is, he is, oh gosh, was he the governor of Alabama? It was one of the Southern states because I did a quick Google and, you know, I'm not going to go and Google it again, but it was one of the governors or someone from a Southern state um, who's democratic, who putting two and two together voted against segregation and probably did a lot of other heinous things according to her understanding so what she was telling me in short is i'm a republican and i went to to be a republican because democrats have hurt people of color and i want to be in support of people of color and i remember in the original post a day or so before the election when she had shared how trump should be reelected someone had said something in the comments about him getting another chance. And she said, yeah, I really, he's been great for the economy and I really want to learn about his platinum plan for people of color. And y'all, I know, I know that even if you've gotten this far listening to this podcast, black people are not a monolith. I know 12% of black men voted for Trump. I know 8% of black women so far, according to the polls, have voted for Trump. So I know that there are varying opinions right now. I know people aren't, aren't, were not, um, cannot be for Biden and Kamala as well because of their history as well. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I promise this is all going to be related to things that I've talked about before. I'm not just using this podcast to just talk about the election and not bring it back around to things I've talked about before. So thank you for staying with me so far. What her response to me was, it was reduced down to Republican Democrat. When this has never been about Republican versus Democrat, what is currently happening now, it's just not. And to to reduce it to that tells me that you haven't been listening. 
that you have not been connected, connecting the dots, that you have still been viewing all of this through your lens of privilege of what, of the true suffering and pain that people in this world have been going through for the last four years, for the last four years to absolute terror, suffering, um, not to mention, you know, financial impact of people losing their jobs, not having access to basic amenities, to people losing their family members that should not be passing away because of negligence from people who are power hungry and not listening to human rights, who are not valuing the life of other people. And then in a roundabout way, you tell me that this was because you care about people of color when actively present tense, you're seeing injustices over and over and over and over and over again for people of color, all people of color, all disenfranchised people, of all different intersections. And then you you tell me about a governor from the 60s as if that's supposed to justify it. And then me knowing about your interest in the platinum plan. And by the way, low key with Trump and his platinum plan, even the name of the plan is to me, Maybe you disagree, but sounded pretty racist. Like the platinum plan, like platinum grills, like in the same way that you recruit rappers as if they're leaders of the black community. Like that's, that's who we are. We, we like platinum and we like, you know, hip hop and rappers. Those, those are our leaders. Okay. Gotcha. Good, good to know. And when I, when I saw that response from her, and again, my premise in talking to her was like, you know what narcissism and personality disorders look like. You know, you know, probably more than anyone who assisted me with my training and learning about what it means to be a therapist. You know what it looks like when someone is unstable. And you should know what white supremacy looks like. Like, I'm pretty sure you should know. And you still voted for that. So what was so hurtful this election was watching 76 million people so far. Let me actually, I am going to pause and look up the number. All right. So 76 is actually the number for Biden. Actually, it's closer to 77. But to watch 71 million 827,156 people vote against human rights. I don't care. We're not, we're not talking about, we're not talking about taxation. We're not talking about whether or not your school system should have standardized tests, which by the way is based in systemic oppression as well, but that's, That's not the focus I want to have for this podcast episode. We're not talking about whether or not corporations have a right to do whatever corporations do. Like, I don't know, y'all. Y'all, we're talking about whether or not 
mothers and daughters and sons can stay together, whether or not people can live in this world without worrying about, if I go to Walmart, am I going to get shot? If I go to Target, am I going to get lynched? <laughs> if I go inside my home, is can someone come into my house and shoot me when I'm inside my home and not get prosecuted? We're talking about the right to live here. And almost 72 million people voted against that and will say ridiculous things like, well, neither side is good. You know, both sides have their, their consequences. What? What are you, what are you saying? I, I don't, I don't understand the words that you're, that are coming out of your mouth. Okay. So y'all, why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because I'm We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. I've already had an episode, like I mentioned, about us ending our unavailable relationship with white supremacy. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. 
My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. And us needing, needing to come home to places and communities and action groups that are safe and see us as people. And I know that many people's racial trauma has been kicked up because you've had a similar experience to that I've had. Um, and just watching this happen, maybe having people in your close friend or family groups, having people deny your humanity, humanity and um, reducing your complaints to just whether or not you're red or blue. When I could care less what party you vote for, but maybe just believe that like you supposedly said, which is not what it meant at all, but and we know that, but that all lives matter, but they don't, right? Only certain lives matter. And that is what you voted for. So I had two episodes that talked about racial trauma. And in one of those episodes, I talked about five steps that you can use as you're learning to just come home to yourself whenever this is triggered. And those steps were to confront, to cry, to celebrate, to create, and to contribute. So for you to confront what it is that is being disruptive to your sense of safety in the world, Um, to look at it, to talk about it, to be honest about how it's affecting you, to not minimize it. You know, I have... That's something that I haven't taken my own advice the last three or four days um, because I was like, I'm supposed to be celebrating this win. And of course, like I can breathe easier, like I to know that I don't have to worry about, you know, God willing, who who knows what (laughs) who knows what insanity is going to happen over the next, you know, what is it? November, two months. I hope I hope there's no insanity over the next two months, but to know that for the next four years that there will be a check there will be checks and balances for just basic ways that we know that the country should run. Like I I can't wait for us to get back to a time where it doesn't really this is gonna sound bad. And it's gonna this is definitely gonna sound reductionistic, so I apologize ahead of time. But um in some ways It doesn't matter who the president is because there's basic decorum that every president will follow. I I cannot wait for systems to to hopefully be rebuilt in a different way because I think the holes have been exposed. But basically, I I look forward to not having to worry about our leader emboldening groups who hate us to to perpetrate against us. You know, I've even just the other day, one of my girlfriends sent me a surprise 
care package in the mail just to say that she loves me. You know, me and my husband fought about who was going to open the package because neither one of us wanted to because we knew we weren't expecting anything and the box kind of looked suspicious. Why did we fight about that? Why were we scared to open the package? Well, because two years ago in Austin, in case you forgot, there was a serial domestic terrorist who was sending unmarked boxes to black people around the city, just blowing them up for no reason. Three people died, six people were injured. And if if you Google it now, you will read how the police still refuse to call him a domestic terrorist. Meanwhile, we know the groups that are called domestic terrorists in this country and the ones that are given a pass or be, or told that they are very fine people, right? But I wanted to do this episode for anybody who was struggling like I've been struggling. I know that, you know, this week is going to be full of really great celebratory podcasts, really great think pieces and articles. And I think we need that. I think, I think our souls need that. But I think for those of us who are mourning, literally half of this country still not seeing us as human beings who deserve to be loved and seen and valued. Even though it's not surprising, it's still hurtful. And I do think it's surprising. I'm not going to say that. I think, I think for some people who have been in this work for a lot, for, for a long time, who, um, maybe come from families that have taught you this and, showing you how things have worked, this isn't surprising for you. But for those of my ladies who are, especially those of you who grew up in settings where your closest friends, your closest loved ones for the long, longest time did not look like you, which I know is many of us. And you're still constantly having to grieve the difference in friend in friend groups where you're having to return. I mean, I'm over here talking about friend groups because I, you know, I'm, working for myself now, but for those of you who had to return back to offices this week, who had to do online Zoom meetings, and for for those of you who looked and you counted 10 white women in the room and you're like six of y'all voted against, against all of us, <laughs> you know, um, that that is very real pain and that's very, it's very hard to know who's safe, right? So I wanted to give voice to that to let you know it's okay to feel those feelings. Um, I want to also let you know that it's okay to be angry. I actually just um, finished the last mini workshop for our self-love intensive, which was our four months self-love program. And in this workshop, I was talking about emotions um, and us learning how to focus on our emotions that actually cultivate self-love. And one of the skills that I was teaching them was about how to know if your emotions are justified or not, because sometimes we can get lost in our emotions and they can feel overwhelmed and we can feel really confused by them. And one of those emotions is anger or was anger that I taught about tonight. And what we looked at is for us to know whether or not an emotion is justified, we have to make sure it fits the facts. 
And so there are actual qualities for each emotion to see if it actually fits the facts of the situation. So that way you can be make an objective decision. Okay, am I overreacting or does this actually make sense? And so for anger, there are three ways to know if anger fits the facts. And you'll hear me clicking in the background as I scroll down to it. So the first way that you know an anger fits the facts of a situation is if an important goal is blocked or a desired activity is interrupted or prevented. Anger also fits the facts if you or someone you care about is attacked or hurt by other people. And anger also makes sense and fits the facts if you or someone you care about is insulted or threatened by other people. And if the last four years haven't been these three points over and over and over again of basic rights that we need to live, to feel safe, to prosper, for things to be fair, for things to be to make sense, for us to not feel in danger of being attacked or hurt or killed, to not worry about being threatened or insulted by the leader of our country. Oh my God. I thought that when he was still rallying and he made fun of that disabled reporter, I was like, that's, that's gotta be it. There've been so many moments in time that I was like, that has to be the line. Like we all know that that is wrong. Right. But like literally every, every community has had his moment multiple times. And so to have that happen and then see 72 million people vote for it to continue to happen, that that's okay. It's just wild to me, but it makes sense to be angry. So with that said, your anger makes sense. It matters. And after you confront it, talk about it, cry, do whatever you need to do, I want you to make meaning for it, from it. I want you to do whatever you feel called to do to move forward, whether or not it is starting um, small and micro and just focusing on moving forward with your um, with your immediate family and creating the best life for those in your immediate circle or is all the way to the other extreme of getting out and protesting and making sure that there's real systemic change. And there's not another four years of people promising change, but nothing's happening, right? And making sure you're actually voting in the midterm elections and not just for the president, because the reason why things also can't get passed is because of who's in office and making the decisions in Congress and actually putting your vote to, to work. And y'all, if I ever, if I ever hear anybody say that your vote doesn't count, when we literally watched this presidency happen because of the difference of a few thousand votes, a few thousand votes, y'all, you, you have to vote. You have to vote and let, let 2020 not be lost on you and not be lost in those around you. But I want you to go out and make change um, because the way that we heal from racial trauma is by taking our power back, by either celebrating, creating, or contributing out of the gifts that we have for others. 
So I hope that this was helpful for those who needed it. Um, this might be the minority um, group of people or this might be many of y'all. Um, but that's, that's what I got for you this week. <laughs> um, if you're like, man, I need to know about those emotions, that sounds really helpful. Um, actually for this Black Friday, I am, which and I'm counting Black Friday for the whole month. I am putting all of the lessons that I taught about the formula of self-love, which is looking at our actions, our thoughts, and our emotions in this mini bundle called the self-love focus. And so you're able to get it for a smaller price than I usually do my programs at because it's Black Friday. So you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash Black Friday and go ahead and learn about anger and jealousy and envy and sadness and disgust and all of the emotions and fear, the things that keep us stuck and also learn about cultivating healthier thoughts around self-love and healthier actions around self-love. That's all available for you there, um, along with some other bundles if you are interested as well. So again, that's all I got for you. Remember that we also have our end of year survey where you are free to fill it out to give me feedback on our podcast, on our newsletter, on our social media, on all the things and um, be entered into a chance to win a $100 gift card to Amazon for the holidays. So that raffle is open from now until November 30th. Um, and you can enter that by going to blackgirlsheal.org slash 2020. Um, so that's it, y'all. I love you. Please make sure you are staying around people who are safe, who are healthy, who bring you life and who are for real, for real, down for the cause and down for your humanity. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 